you take your Bible, Acts chapter number 28. Acts chapter number 28. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I thought about it all this morning. I've, I've thought a bunch of times already. I said, boy, the devil does not like this message at all. You're going to see why here in a minute. Amen. Amen. He don't like this at all. And that's fine. I don't like him either. As far as I'm concerned, he can go jump in hell. Anybody agree? Amen. Amen. As far as I'm concerned, the devil can go jump off in hell. He'll be just fine with me. And you say it's pretty plain. I, I mean it pretty plain. Amen. I want him to jump off in hell. Amen. Wouldn't bother me at all. Amen. There is going to be a day, though, the devil will die and go to hell. Somebody say amen. Well, he'll just go to hell. He won't die. He'll just go to hell. Amen. He, he'll wish he was dead. He would to God he was dead. And we're going to look on him like the Bible said, and we're going to say what the Bible said in Isaiah 14. Then we're going to look on him and say, Is this the one who shook the nations? This little nothing is the one that shook the nations. This is him. That's him right there. That's him. That little nothing, insignificant nobody is the one who did this. And uh, man, I'm, I'm glad. I, uh, the Lord wouldn't let me know, chew no backer juice, but if he would have, I'd have chewed it and spit it in his eyeball. Amen, as he burns in hell. <laughs> but I, I couldn't do that. But uh, y'all say, man, it's all right, amen. <laughs> Come on now. I, I'll give you Acts 28. It's what God's got on my heart. Acts chapter number 28. I've enjoyed church already. I've enjoyed test the testifying. I've enjoyed all we've had already. And now I'm looking for what God's got for us here in the message here in a minute. But uh, Acts 28, and uh, we read about Paul having a shipwreck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to just give you the verse and see what see where the Lord have us go, but... Uh, but right here, Paul's had a shipwreck. He has landed on the island Melita, uh, and he's, it's proof positive that you ought not ever let a woman drive, because the Bible said they let her drive, and they ran a, they ran a, ran the boat aground, and it broke. Proof positive, women. Women ought not drive. Eh? Can I get amen, men? Amen. <laughs> I got proof positive. I got Bible to back up. Women ought not drive. I'm just kidding. All right, amen. Hey, well, it's all right to smile this morning. Amen. Uh, I, 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 I might as well be happy. The world's sad. Hey, I'm telling you. Hey, you go to the world, they say, boy, I ain't making enough money. Uh, boy, you go to somebody, say, boy, I can't pay my bills. Uh, you go to somebody else, boy, everything's terrible. Everything's awful. Ain't nothing no good. Uh, we ought to be happy. Amen. We ought to be excited. Hey, I am happy. The Lord loves me. I don't know why he loves me, but I'm glad he loves me. Amen. But Acts 28, they have shipwrecked on the island Melita. And, and when they landed on that, on that, on that island, they found people that were barbarous. They made them a fire. And right here in verse number two talks about it. And the barbarian, or chapter number 28, verse two, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, which means they showed a bunch of kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered bundles, a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the, out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, Yet vengeance suffereth he suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. I want you to do this with me. Just get it stuck in our mind for a minute. But verse number five, 
I want you to repeat, he shook off the beast. And 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 if God will help me for a little while, I'll preach on this thought. Shake it off. Shake it off. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us come to church this morning. We are unworthy. I know I am. God do not deserve to be at church this morning. But I pray it help me preach the power. Help with unction and with the touch of God. God, Lord, I pray it help us. I know the devil is, is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But he's done had his teeth knocked out at Calvary. And God, oh, the resurrection, God, we have a living Savior that can beat the devil at any point in time. But I'm glad, God, that Father, you've allowed us to come to church this morning. I pray you would once again have the victory. And God, I plead the blood over the service. I pray Dear God, you keep demons and devils of hell bound and out of the way. I pray in Jesus' name, help us. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'll preach on this thought. Shake it off. Boy, I'll never forget playing football or playing backyard football. Any way you get hurt and somebody shake it off. Shake it off. Be a man. Muscle up, buttercup. Amen. <laughs> shake it off. I used to play basketball, basketball with these bunch of boys, and they said, no blood, no foul. Amen. If ain't no blood, there ain't no foul. Amen. So if, if everybody's bleeding, there's a, there's a foul. But if wasn't nobody bleeding, it was all right. Ain't no blood, no foul. Amen. I'm sure a lot of y'all have too. Amen. No blood, no foul. And if you fall down and hurt yourself, uh, shake it off. Let's go on. Come on. Let's go. Well, I'll tell you the Christian life, there's going to be a, hat, a whole lot of people having to shake it off. I don't know what your it is, but you will have to shake it off. You'll have to shake off stuff in your life. If you're going to determine to live for God, there's going to have to be some times in your life that you say, no matter what, no matter what the devil tries to do or the world tries to do or my own self and flesh try to do, I will shake it off and go on for the glory of God. Well, I thought about shaking it off. Chapter 27, you can find, first of all, in verse 41, you can find a shipwreck. It's already bad, and it's about to get worse. They've already been on the ocean, and there's been darkness with no stars even shining, the Bible said. No light for days. Fourteen days without food so far. And now they go shipwreck. Darkness would be bad. Fourteen days without food would be bad. I don't know how y'all like food, but I like to eat pretty good. Amen. Heard somebody say the other day, they said, boy, why do you want this job? Said, because I have grown passionate about eating. Pretty good reason, amen. I want it because I've grown passionate about eating. But 14 days is a long time to go without food. 14 days is a long time to go without light at all. No light, no direction. Them stars is what the sailors go by. And they ain't got no star to go by. They have no direction. They don't know where to go. They don't even know where they are. And they're sitting in the middle of the ocean having no idea where to go and what to do and, and how, what, what's going to happen to them. And all of a sudden, beyond that, now they go shipwreck. Listen to what the Bible said. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence 
of the waves, and the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards, had some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Well, I like that verse. They escaped safe. They made it safely to the shore. Amen. Well, I tried to preach on Sunday night. Well, we was over Brother Jason not long ago. I tried to preach last Sunday night on some things the devil needs to know in 2018. Hey, boy, I'm glad that we can tell the devil I survived 2017. And I will survive by the good grace and the help of God 2018. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. But there's a shipwreck. It's already been dark. They've already not ate for 14 days. And now they shipwreck on the land. It goes from bad to worse. So I bet they're lost. Not one of them ain't. Paul's not. Paul loves the Lord. Paul's been saved. Paul's a preacher. And Paul's a good man, and yet it still goes bad. This is not a happy message as far as it does not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you'll never have trouble and you'll never have trials. Our church has watched it where you had trouble. Even though you love the Lord, even though you serve the Lord, even though you appreciate the Lord, bad things still happen. Whether we want them to or not. I tell you what I love about our church. I've watched some of y'all shake it off. I've watched you shake it off. What would have hindered you? What would have stopped you? You have shaken it off and went on. That's what we need. That's what we need. I'm not saying an inconsiderate type message of shake it off, man up. I'm just telling you, that's what they told me when I was in school. But I'm just telling you, you're going to have to shake it off. You're going to have to shake stuff off to go on for the glory of God. Amen. Let me give you this. I got thinking about shipwreck. Verse number 1 of chapter 28. We find a safe arrival. And when they were escaped, then the, they knew that the island was called Melita. They made it to shore. Amen. If I was them, I'd have kissed the ground when I got there, wouldn't you? Thank God it's not dark no more. And thank God, thank God I can eat. And thank God there's land. And thank God I ain't no ocean no more. Amen. I'd be saying, Lord, if you let me get off this boat, I won't never get on a boat in my whole life again. If you let me get off here alive. I would have said that, and he might not have, but I would have. But safe arrival, they made it safely. We find uh, savage people in verse number 2. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't mean it by the way what, what, what the, the teenagers would say. Boy, they're savage. That's savage right there. It does mean the same thing. Though. It means cruel people. Cruel people. These are cruel people. And boy, I got to read about them. Now listen to this. These are savage people. But these savage people care about these people they don't even know. Ain't that amazing? That blesses me. They don't even know any of these people who have showed up on their island shipwrecked and ruined, and yet they love them or they take care of them. Look at chapter verse number 2. And the barbarous people, savage, cruel people, showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire. And received us everyone. I got to look at this. I ain't gonna preach on this, but I'm gonna give you this for a minute. I got to look at this. These barbarous people that everybody was a scared, was afraid of, 
and didn't want to be around probably were people who cared about all these men who have showed up unannounced. They have, they are savage and nobody wants to be around them and they're outcasted to an island that nobody inhabits or goes around them. And yet these guys love people. I guess when you're at the bottom and you're, and you're, and you're low of the low and nobody seems to love you, it sure does soften your heart and make you want to love others. Amen. When you've been born low, it makes you want to help people that are low. Yeah, man. And that's the way they are, I believe. So they showed them a little kind of thing and started to fire for them. I thought church ought to be that way. Because you remember being low, don't you? You remember being low, don't you? <laughs> I mean, we remember being low. We was low down. You say, I wasn't low down. Yeah, you was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you say, I wasn't. I'm sorry. You probably ain't saved this morning. Amen. If you ain't never saw yourself as low down, going to hell without hope, and sinful and wicked, you've never been saved. you got to see yourself lost where you can get yourself found. Amen. Amen. They were barbarous. They started a fire, and listen to this, and received us. Everyone. How you like that? I like that verse. Every one of them got in. They didn't say, well, you can come because you look like you probably ain't killed nobody, so you could probably come on the land. But no, you got to die. Uh, you can come on land, but you got to go back to the ocean. Uh, we like you. We don't like him. We like her. But we don't like her. Uh, we like this one. We don't like that one. I heard a preacher preach the other day. He preached on Waffle House religion. That's pretty good. He's talking about how that, he said, you can sit in Waffle House at 2 o'clock in the morning, but, and he says, crazy. He said, I'll be sitting there at 2 o'clock in the morning because I'm just trying to get home from preaching a meeting. He said, but over here, you got a drug addict. Over, over here, you got a drunk trying to get out, trying to get back, trying to eat so he can get back sobered up and drink some coffee before he drives home. And over here you got a different nationality, and over here you got a different nationality, and over here you got a different nationality. He said, everybody's welcome at Waffle House. Oh, we ought to have that at church. Everybody's welcome at church. Amen. Amen. Black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, Japanese, every if God made a green man, I want him to come to this church. Amen. If God made a green man, I'd want him to be here. Listen, I ain't a racist bone in my body. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I about half ghetto anyhow. Amen. I, I, grew, I grew up about half time in Winston anyway. So most of the time I know too many words. Are, I told Malia, I said, I think I'm a ghetto redneck. I said, if I want to describe myself, I think I'm a ghetto. I don't know if you can be both, Miss Catherine, but I think I might be a ghetto redneck. And there ain't no solution for it. Amen. They know there's nothing to help, but it's just going to be that way. Amen. Well, boy, that's who I am. I can't help but who I am. Amen. Hopefully it'll be all right. If it ain't, I just had to ask the Lord to forgive me later. That's just who I am. But everybody ought to be welcome in church. Amen. Everybody ought to be welcome. I'm glad nobody kicked me out when I came in. I had no reason for them to want to let me in, but I'm glad they let me in anyway. Verse 3. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks... And laid them on the fire. There came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. This is a viper. I mean, it'll kill you. You better watch out. I'm telling you. It's a snake. 
This is about the only snake I do like. Because you can scare people with this snake. It's a blessing to scare people with a snake like you. Amen. Stephanie probably remembers me. Me and Nathan took one one time and, and rolled it. This old long rubber snake. Boy, rolled that thing tight. And then I laid it behind the door of Mamaw's, Mamaw's room, or bedroom. I said, Mamaw, there's something in that bedroom. And she went in there and, that, and I let it go. And that thing just looked like it was moving as it, as it un, uncold itself. She about had a heart attack. I'll tell you, she, she about killed me is what she about did. Amen. But I had a good time doing it. Amen. I played, I played one time a prank on somebody. And then I got it pranked on myself. I come back. I tried to get him. I get brother Jamie Doss. I scared him to death with a snake one time. And then I got back to my house. And I said, I told Melissa, the Lord got me back. I done ran inside getting away from this stupid snake. Thing scared me to death. I'm out took, I, it was right beside of my leg. Now, it probably wouldn't have been that big a deal. But Jesse, if it had been a little distance away, but it was right beside of my leg, cold up, and I thought it was going to bite me. So I went running inside the house and locked the back door. I don't know what that was supposed to do, but I was trying to get that snake to leave me alone. Don't touch me. Don't get near me. Stay away from me. Amen. Things scare me to death. You say, you're a wimp. I, you come whatever you want to. I hate snakes. I don't care if you, you say, brother John, just pick them up if you do it then. I'll call you next time I got one and I, you help me out. Amen. Snakes ain't my thing. I like, I, I, there's only, only one I like. It's a dead one. Amen. The only snake I like is a dead snake. Amen. I got to look at this verse. He said that Paul had took a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. But I wrote down this. There's a snake in these verses. We saw a shipwreck. There's safe arrival in these verses. A savage is in these verses. There's a snake in these verses. All of a sudden, here is a snake. But at first I wrote down this. He's a snake that is hidden. A snake that is in hiding. He's a snake in hiding. You can't see him, and he's all bundled up inside that bundle of sticks, and he don't see him. He don't have no idea there's a snake even there, but they have made a fire, and that fire, he, he throws that bundle in there, and all of a sudden, here comes that snake and bites his hand and fastens on the Bible said. But I got to read that, thinking about this, you know that most of the time that the devil will not fight you unless... You've got a fire built around your church and a fire built around your family and a fire built around your life. If you're trying to go to church and you're trying to do right, I promise you there's a snake in the in the wood pile somewhere wanting to bite you. Amen. Amen. Yea, and all that will live godly shall suffer persecution. Amen. Not maybe, will, shall suffer persecution. Here comes a snake out of the wood pile. Well, I've seen great revivals take place. I've seen God move like crazy and all of a sudden there comes a snake. Y'all agree? Here comes a snake. I've seen God go to moving in my personal life and God go to moving in my family and God go to moving at the church and God go to doing something and all of a sudden there's a snake. And I'm not just talking about people. You can make it people if you want to, but like that preacher said the other night, it is not people, it is the devil. That is our adversary. It's the devil. Well, it's a snake, snake that's hidden. But listen to this, he's a snake in the heat. He's a snake in the heat. Well, a snake in the cold weather. 
A snake in cold weather ain't going to do a whole lot. He liable to lay there and not do nothing. If I was going to find a snake, I'd much rather find him in this weather than in summertime, wouldn't you? Because you find him right now, he probably ain't going nowhere. Somebody say, man, that's right. He probably go, ain't going to do anything. And you could probably chop his head off pretty easy. Hey, but if you find him in the warmth, he can move that body and he can bite you anytime he wants to. His snake has got in the fire. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that have, a, have been hurt at church, hurting their family, hurting their personal life because they tried their best to get on fire for God. And I'm not trying to discourage you doing it. I'm just trying to encourage you to keep doing it. Amen. This snake is in the heat. This snake is on the hand. Boy, I read about this. Snake's got 200 teeth, most of them. That's a lot of teeth. But they're not for biting. I read, I read, I was reading up on snakes yesterday. Snakes got 200 teeth, and I don't want to see none of them. <laughs> I don't, sure don't want to be a snake dentist, do you? Man, but a snake don't have them teeth to bite nothing. Them 200 teeth it does have is to pull, and, and, and the gra- they, they're shaped going backwards, so that when they latch on, they don't let loose. If they're latched on, they're not supposed to, you shouldn't be able to pull them off very easily. It should be a very hard task to get that snake off of your hand or to get that snake off of whatever he's got a hold of because he is biting and pulling, biting and pulling. And them teeth are shaped to pull it back. And boy, I got thinking that's exactly what happened to Paul's hand. Here it is, a snake is fastened to his hand. And you know what he could have done the rest of his life? I thought about this. He could have walked around like some Christians I've seen. See, look what happened to me. Oh, so and so. Adam, they called me a name. I mean, they really did. Called me a name. And I've been wounded ever since that. I ain't never going to get over it. Oh, oh. Boo hoo, wham, wham. Amen. Who cares? Amen. <laughs> I'm sorry if I didn't sound compassionate enough. I didn't mean it compassionate either. Amen. If that's what we're worried about, who cares? Amen. Who cares? Well, I got called names when I was a kid. Boy, a whoop de flip. Amen. Who cares? Uh, when you get, when your name is Pittman, that's a good place to, na- to start picking on somebody instead. Amen. Pit stop. Pittsburgh. I mean, I mean, anything. I told Malia he was going to get us a, a missionary. A missionary I knew had a comb, and his name was Eric and Rebecca Combs. They had her name on a comb. I said, Malia, let's get us a deodorant and put on the side of it, pray for the Pittmans. Amen. So everybody remember us. I said, they won't forget us. <laughs> when you blind in one eye and can't have see out the other, and your name Pittman. You really gonna call some names, amen. But might as well. But I'm telling you, you got we got, we got to realize it's way beyond this. These people get wounded over some silly stuff, amen. Listen, you say, "Look, John, I don't like color this copper. Go buy some more. I don't care. Who cares what color it is? If this side wants green, that side wants yellow. Let her rip. Put the green over here, yellow over here. I don't care what color it is." Who cares? Amen. If you want the wall blue over here and pink over that, let her rip. Girls can sit over here. Boys can sit over here. What? I don't care. 
I don't care. I mean, I really don't care. I'm being honest with you. Ain't some fussing and fighting is stupid. Somebody might agree with that. Ain't some of that stuff just silly. And I don't know anybody here has ever done that, but I'm just telling you, what silly bunch of junk. Amen. I'm wounded. Oh, the preacher, he got the wrong color carpet. And I'm never going back to church again until they change that carpet. How stupid. You need to sue your brain for non-support if anybody believes that. Amen. I'll just be honest with you. So if somebody out there listening believes that, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I say it this way, that you ain't got, your, your brain ain't got enough. If it was gasoline, it wouldn't have enough to prime a mosquito's motorcycle. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, and I don't think any of y'all believe that, but I'm just telling you what silly stuff this world is wounded over. You think that's crazy. Y'all think that's silly, and it does sound silly. I think it's stupid, and I think it's crazy. But these people that have broke all kinds of relationships up over something that silly. Amen. God help. Listen, my fellowship with you is way more important than anything else. Amen. My fellowship with my wife is more important than any kind of argument we could ever have. My fellowship with you is more important than any kind of argument we could ever have. I just say I give up, you win. All right. Unless it's something biblical. You say, boy, we got to have a sodomite play the piano over my dead body. Amen. 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 We're going to have a long-haired hippie play the, play, the, play the guitar and sing a little bit over my dead body. Amen. 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 Well, that snake hidden, snake in the heat, snake on the hand. But Paul did not do that. Paul didn't sit around and say, boy, look at me. He could have. He's done been the shipwreck. He could have complained all day to anybody that would listen, wouldn't he? He could have just said, well, you know what? I have went 14 days without eating. I have sat in the dark for 14 days. I have wrecked a boat. And now I'm sitting on land and I just got bit by a viper. Life is just glorious. Not so. <laughs> it ain't too good for him right now. But man, he could have just complained all day. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of people complain and complain and complain and complain and will never do anything for God because they always complain about what used to happen and what happened to them in their life. They act like a victim 24 hours a day. Amen. And life is terrible, ain't it? Listen, if you woke up this morning without water, God is still good. If you woke up this morning without power, God is still good. If you woke up this morning and you was freezing, God is still good. If you woke up this morning, you know what the main part of what I've just said was? You woke up. Amen. If you woke up, you'll thank God you did wake up. And that God allowed you one more day to breathe and one more day to walk and one more day to live and one more day to hear and one more day to see and one more day to do. You ought to thank God for every blessing you got. Somebody said this way, if you thanked God, if you had today what you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? If the only thing you had today was what you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have today? Would you have nothing? 
Do you have half of what you got? 25% of what you have? Or would you woke up this morning with absolutely nothing, not even your own life? Because you didn't even thank him for that yesterday. God help us. I'm preaching to me too now. I ain't just preaching to you. I'm thankful that I get to live. I'm thankful. I'm honored I get to be alive. Boy, I'm thankful that I get to be saved. I'm thankful God loves me. I'm thankful for all that. Those times I'm so ungrateful. God help us. Boy, I don't want to be ungrateful. Man, I don't want to be ungrateful. My mama, she's here, she tell you this. Uh, me and Steph, was growing up, I remember, I remember looking in, in my room. It was all wooden, wooden, wooden walls and stuff, and you could actually see light, daylight through certain areas of my wall. And, and that was when Stephanie was really little. Boy, I remember walking down the hallway, and, and boy, I had to wear socks and shoes. And for a long time, me and Malia got married. That's all I ever wore. I never would go without my shoes or my socks in the house. It wasn't because I was super spiritual. It was just because I was so used to wearing them. Because every time you walk in the hallway, you'd get a splinter up your foot like crazy where that wood's about messed all up on top, and your foot go to bleed. That, and it ain't a blessing. I'm telling you, it ain't good. But I'm just saying this, my I remember days when that was going home alive and now I got a vinyl floor through my house. And now I got carpet in my bedrooms. Hey, now I got I even got separate bedrooms for my two kids, two girls, and my little boy. I tell you, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I'll be honest with you, most of it's because of God's people. Amen. Uh, most of the time, I was a missionary for six years, and I lived on faith. I believe God, and I still live by faith. I still believe God. I still believe He's able. He's the one who takes care of me. He's the reason I have a home. He's the reason I have Him. He's the reason I got what I do have. It's all cause of God. Amen. And listen, it ain't because of you this morning. I'm trying my best to preach this morning. It's not because of you. It's because of Him. You say, I work. I know you do. But you could not work if God did not let you work. You could not breathe if God did not let you breathe. You could not walk if God did not let you walk. It's all God. It's all God. Paul, God. Boy, Paul has got a snake fastened on his hand and instead of sitting around whining about it the rest of his life, he says, no, I'm not doing that. No, I, I throw it off and he threw it off in the fire. He threw off the snake. He could have walked around the rest of his life and whined and belly ached and complained because of something that happened to him. But instead he said, no, and he slung it right back in the very fire it came out of. But listen, I want to give you something. And, I, and I'm going to try to hurry and give it to you and be done. Uh, but chapter number 27, I'm going to try to give you these things real fast. And I'll be done. Chapter 27, verse 22. And I'm going to give you some reasons to shake it off. Some reasons that me and you ought to shake it off. If you've got sorrow in your life, I'm going to give you a reason to shake it off. If you've got trouble in your life, shake it off. If you've got stuff hindering you from what you ought to be for God, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. And go on for the glory of God. Chapter number 27, verse 22. And now... They have been on this boat, and they wouldn't even been in the storm if they wouldn't listen to Paul to begin with, but they wouldn't. So now they're in a storm. I'm taking you back before the shipwreck ever even happened. 
I believe a reason Paul could shake it off is because what God told him when he was in the darkness on the boat and around all a bunch of people who didn't believe God, didn't want God, and didn't care anything about God, and yet he stands in the middle of all of them and says, I believe God. Amen. Listen, let me give you this. Verse 22 of chapter 27, they're on the boat before the shipwreck. Now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Which sounds crazy in the first place, don't it? Here we are, darkness. Ain't eight and fourteen days. Be happy. <laughs> Why? For what reason? What is the reason to be happy right now? Because I ain't finding one. Y'all agree with that? Amen. It's real easy to shout when it's all over. It's real hard to do it when it's going on. It is hard. Very hard. He said this. He said this is what the Bible said the Lord told him. For there shall be no loss of any man's life. This is what the Lord told Paul. There shall be no loss of any man's life. I wrote down this. There's a promise that God gave Paul. He shook it off because he said, you're going to live. You're going to live. Nobody on this boat's going to die. And I believe Paul, being an intelligent man, he said, you know what? That any man probably means me. That any man means me too. I'm not going to die. I'll shake it off. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. Say, why didn't that venom kill him? Why didn't it take his life? Why, when that snake bit him, why didn't he fall over dead? If you read them verses, following him, shake it off. Said they looked and waited for him to die. But he didn't die. Because God had done promised him and said, no loss of life. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's going down. Nobody's going to drown. Nobody's going to die. Everybody's going to live. He said, leave me alone, snake. God doesn't promise me something, and I ain't going to die. Can I tell you, you ain't going to die till God lets you die. There's a day appointed for me to die. And until that appointed day, as long as I don't sin and mess up my life to where God has to judge me, then I will not die to that appointed day. I am bulletproof until that appointed day of my life when I die. Help me. Now I might die with a bullet. I might die some other way. But I'm going to tell you right now, I won't die until God said it was time for me to die. We'll not die until God said it's time for me to die. Amen. Well, I got to think about the promise. He could say, nope, get off me. I can't die. God done told me I can't die. Leave me alone, snake. God said I couldn't die. Get off me. And he shook it off. And he said, boy, I got a promise to go on. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to go on for God. I'm going to do something for God because I'm not going to die until God says it's time to die. Listen to this. Among you, but of the ship... For there stood by me this night the angel of God. And I will take time out and say this. When nobody else will stand beside you, ain't you glad God will stand beside you? When nobody else seems to be your friend, and nobody else seems to stick by your side, and nobody even seems to be on your side, but yet you got one when you have nobody else. You'll have God. If you ain't got nobody else, you got God. And he'll stand by your side. 
Paul wrote down there, listen to this. Whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not. I wrote down this, he had peace. He had peace. He said, I'm shaking this mess off. I got peace, it's going to be all right. I got peace, it's going to be okay. Man, I, I love our church. I love all y'all. I, I look at Brother Thomas and Miss Angela, and I think about it hadn't been long ago that he had a bullet in his stomach, and he could have been dead, but he shook it off, and God allowed him to live, and now God's using him, and God's blessing him, and God's touched him. I, mean, I look at Brother Corey today, and but I think about Brother Corey. It hadn't been long ago. We was praying. We prayed back here and asked the Lord to do something, and God, God, no news is good news so far. And thank the Lord for that, and they've shook it off, and they've went on. They didn't stay at home and, and just and nurse the womb, but they come on to church. And I think about Jennifer and Adam when, when things had happened. They didn't get to keep the first baby, but now God's gave them another one to look at so far, and I'm, I'm praying with you, and I'm thanking the Lord for it already with you, but I'm saying this, thank God for a church has been shaking it off. Listen, I can't help but get personal. I'm sorry. If, if it does upset you, I don't mean to. I love you. I just can't help but get personal about stuff. I love you. I appreciate you. I want to help you, man. I do more than anything in the world. But what do I want to do to the rest of the church? What do I want to do to every other individual here? Hey, I want to make you shake it off and go on and go on for the glory of God. Amen. Oh, man. It ain't always going to be easy to shake it off. But if God will give you peace, you can shake off problems, you can shake off sorrow, you can shake off heartache, and you can shake off trouble, and you go for the glory of God. You can shake it off and go on. I'm here riding a BMX bike. This ain't, I, don't, I don't mean this like you just got to be tough. I'm not saying tough. You just got to be spiritual, really. Man, I'm here riding a BMX bike. I used to ride. Love to ride a BMX bike. Still do. I was trying to do something yesterday. and fell down right in front of Malia. I said, Dad, gone and I had it earlier. And I fell down right then. So I was so close. Amen. But anyhow, I feel ignorant when I fall. It happens a lot. Man, I used to love riding a BMX bike. I sprained my ankle one time. I remember taking duct tape. Because I'd wanted to finish that BMX, that BMX contest, I duct taped my ankle so it wouldn't swell outside my shoe until I got done riding. I duct taped that thing tight as it'd go trying to keep them swelling. It swelled up here, it swelled down there, but it didn't swell that ankle. I got to ride the rest of the show and then I had to take it off and that thing just, I felt like, you know, <laughs> I felt like jello just come right on out. Man, they hurt like crazy. But I'm gonna tell you, I just wanted to ride. I wanted to finish. I wanted to do what I started. And can I tell you, with God, I feel the same way. I want to finish what I started. I started living for God. I started giving God all. And I'm not going to stop here until I gave Him everything. Amen. Amen. Can I be honest with you? People most of the time do not remember how you start. They remember how you finish. They don't remember that you at one time was on fire for God. They remember that you stayed on fire and you kept on fire and you kept living for God until you was gone. They don't remember how you got started. They remember that you was faithful until you left this world. But I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. God help us. God help us. He got peace. Can I tell you, we got peace that will last when the world is on fire. Yeah. 
Y'all believe that? We got peace that will last when the world is on fire. I mean, when the tribulation comes, I'll be gone. Amen. You say, what if they vote in a bunch of junk? Well, they already have. And I'm still alive and you are too. And God's still good. And hey, peace will still help you. And God's still great in the middle of all of it. Amen. You say, what if they vote in other stuff? He'll still be God in the morning. <laughs> you say, what if, the, what, what if all these people get their way and they get all this done? What if, uh, what if the gay rights get this? What if, the, what if all the rest of them get this? What if, they, what, what if the abortionists get this? Well, I tell you this, come morning time, it still don't matter. God is still God. And God is still giving out grace. And God is still giving out peace. And God's still helping believers. No matter what they do. <coughs> Listen to this. He said, Fear not, Paul. Ain't you glad that God knows your name? Are you glad the Lord knows your name? He knows who you are. I am. I'm glad the Lord knows my name. He really knows who I am. He said, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. I wrote this down. God had a plan so Paul couldn't die yet. He said, Paul, shake that off. I got a plan for your life. Can I tell you something, everybody here in this church member and church people, period, that you love the Lord, you've been saved. Can I be honest with you this morning? I love you, but I'm going to be honest with you. God didn't call you to sit a pew. You say, boy, God called me to sit a pew. No, he call you to do that. He call you sitting up pew. You ain't got no gear shift on your pew. You, you can't go nowhere with your pew. You can't do nothing with your pew. You can't see nobody saved sitting in the pew. Somebody might get saved, but you wouldn't have had a part in it. Yeah, man, somebody help me. Listen, I'm telling you, God didn't save you to sit on a pew and do nothing. He saved you to go live for God. He saved you because he's got a plan for you. He saved you because he wants you to do something for him. Yeah, man. God help us. I'm telling you, God has a plan. So shake it off, whatever it is, and go on and do what God wants you to do with your life. You say, I'm not a preacher. God don't call everybody to preach. If he called everybody to preach, everybody would be preachers, there wouldn't be nobody listening. God don't call everybody to preach. God calls some people to teach Sunday school. God allows some of them to run van routes. We got one. We got sitting right out there. Didn't have no kids come in this morning. Hey, man. I love you. I'm preaching to all of us. These kids that are going to hell without hope, without anybody that loves them, nobody that cares anything about them. They could give a rip less whether they live or die. Don't matter. If we had somebody who would say, boy, God, God put it on my heart, brother John. God, God put it in my soul. I want to reach some kids. I want somebody. I want to reach some kids. I want to reach them little kids and see them get saved and see God use them. I want to see God save their parents and change their homes. Oh, that God would give us a burden like we've never had. Shake it off. 
Whatever's hindering you from serving God like you ought to be serving God, shake it off and go on. I'll give you this and I'm done. I wrote down this, 27 verse 23. Why should I shake it off? Because God made you a promise. God gave you peace and God has a plan. But then I won't tell you you're to shake it off because of a person, because of God. So I'm done. I quit. I ain't going to church no more. She ever said that, Brother John? Oh, yeah. Me too. I quit. Whatever. If that's what church is, I for, just forget it. Forget it. Amen. Y'all agree? You ever been at your house? Thought, well, I ain't come back. I say come back. I say come back. I quit. I quit. I give up my class. I give up everything. I'm not doing nothing no more. And I'm not coming to church anymore. I quit. I quit. I quit. Somebody said quitters are a dime a dozen, and they are. It, it ain't hard to quit. It's easy to quit. It's easy just up and say, I quit. I'm done. I quit. Don't take no guts to say, I quit. Don't take no determination to say, I quit. It don't take no strength to say, I quit. All you got to do is say, I quit. I'll be honest with you. Hey, sometimes as a daddy, it'll make you say, I quit. I'm just tired of fighting the battle and trying to live for God and trying to raise my children right. I'm tired of being the example for my whole family. I quit. Can I tell you, I don't quit tonight, this morning. But I'm going to tell you, it's easy to quit. It's easy to throw in the towel. It don't take no determination. It don't take no willpower. It don't take no strength. But it takes strength and willpower and determination to say, I will not quit. And I will keep leading my family. And I will keep going to church. And I will keep living for God. It takes determination to keep going. It takes determination to keep going. I've said it before, but I say this again. You say, Brother John, what's the two main, main words of Christianity? I'll tell you what they are. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. I'll give you three more. Shake it off. Shake it off. And go on. Shake it off. Go on. If you got sin in your life that is hindering you from being what God would have you be, then you ought this morning to come to an altar and shake it off of your life and say, I'm getting right this morning. I will no longer live like this and hinder my Christian life. I'm going to live different from here on out. If you got stuff bothering you burden-wise, I'm done. But if you got stuff bothering you burdens that you're carrying all by yourself, I'll tell you what y'all do. You'll come up to the altar and shake it off on this altar. God, I, I'm getting this mess off of my life. I ain't letting it stop me. I'm not going to let it hinder me. I'm not going to let it make me quit. Malia, come on, piano. I, I'm not going to let it make me quit. I'm not going to let it stop me from going to church. I'm not going to let it stop me from reading my Bible. I'm not going to let it stop me from living for God. I'm not going to let it stop me from getting on fire for God. I'm not letting anything stop me. You stand on your feet, eyes closed, head bowed. I want to ask you this. Oh, man, that's what God told me to preach to you, and I love you. I love you. 
Anybody in here this morning, man, you got a stuff you need to shake off. You got some sin in your life, you need to shake it off. You got some things in your life, you need to shake it off. You got sorrow in your life, you need to come here and shake it off. And you've got worries in your heart and in your mind. Hey, you to come to the altar and shake it off and go on. Can't run about Hollywood anyway. It's all out of your hands. It's all out of what you can do. Let him have it. Let him do something with it. I want to ask you this first. Anybody here to say, Brother John, if I was to die, I do not know. I do not know where I would go when I die. I'm not saved. Or I'm not sure I'm saved. Please pray for me, Brother John. Pray for me, Brother John. I don't know. I want to know. But honestly, I don't know. Would you raise your hand, Brother John? I do not know that I'm saved. Pray for me, Brother John. Pray for me. Pray the Lord will give me another chance and give me another opportunity. Anybody else that's made by this morning say, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm going to ask you this. I, I don't ask you that. To, to embarrass you or nothing else either I'm not trying to embarrass nobody I want to help you this morning preacher don't want to help nobody ain't worth nothing no way I want to ask you I mean say preacher just be honest for you and God there's some stuff in my life that if I don't shake it off it is, it's, it's, it's hurting me it's hurting my Christian life it's hurting my Christian walk it's hurting the way I live it's hurting my, my growth as a Christian it's hurting all my life 